This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, we're joined today by the Deputy Secretary of the Treasury, our dear brother, Wally Adeyamo. Our brother, welcome to Make It Plain. How are you? I'm doing well, Reverend. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be on Make yeah. It Plain. Yeah, well, it's an honor to have you. Big announcement. Tell us all about this Economic Opportunity Coalition. So, Reverend, you're right. Today, the vice president announced um, that the administration was going to be working in partnership with the Economic Opportunity Coalition, which is made up of 23 businesses and three foundations, which are committing to invest money in underrepresented communities alongside the money, the historic amounts of money, frankly, that the Biden-Harris administration has already put into these communities to help grow small businesses, help people get affordable housing, help um, support minority-owned banks and things of that nature. And what kind of dollar figure are we talking about? How big is, is this investment? So tens of billions of dollars is what they've committed to doing. And that is on top of the money that the Biden administration's already put in. For example, we announced um, several months ago that we were going to make uh, an, an investment in something called the State Small Business Credit Initiative of $10 billion. We expect the private sector and philanthropy to match each dollar with $10 on their own. So that means that for the $10 billion we're putting in, they're going to put in $100 billion um, so that we'll $90 billion in order to get us a 10 to 1 um, odds. So how will this be manifested? How will people see the effects of this investment in underserved communities? So just a few months ago, I was in Memphis, Tennessee, and I had a chance to sit down with eight Black women who run small businesses in Memphis, successful small business owners. Each one of them told me the hardest thing for them was getting a loan because there wasn't a bank in their neighborhood or getting someone to put some equity into their business that will allow them to grow. 
the way you're going to see this, if you're a small business owner, a black or brown small business owner, an underrepresented community, is that there's going to be more money in either the small bank that is serving you and the CDFI in your community to help you grow your business. And in addition to that money, we also have money set aside to help train and help you learn how to find that money going forward in order to help you be in a position to grow your business. So that's just one of several ways that you're going to see this have an impact on the types of small, making sure that in our communities, we have small businesses that are owned by us and grown by us to employ us. And and speaking of employment, ultimately, this does lead to job growth, doesn't it? Communities where people live, they perhaps in some of these small businesses can go and find jobs. Definitely. And I think the one of the things I always remember is before I took this job, I was living on the south side of Chicago, helping to build up President Obama's um, foundation. And a small business owner there told me the story about how in the south side of Chicago, and I know this is true, there is a great deal of talent. The thing, as much talent as in any community in America, the thing they lack is opportunity. So what we're trying to do is working with the private sector to put money into these communities in order to create opportunities for the talented young people, the talented people who live there, so they don't have to leave there in order to find these jobs. So creating the jobs in these communities so that we can grow them from within is a big part of what the the president and the vice president have been committed to doing. And we're also talking about this coalition, and I presume the government, too, uh, doing more work with some of these businesses as suppliers, getting products from these businesses too, correct? Yeah, and I think that's a big deal for a number of these businesses is that um, you don't, you know, and small business owners tell me this all the time, I don't just need loans, I don't need capital, I need customers. And the best customers are often big businesses, which need to buy things from small businesses. And I think there's a commitment amongst these um, members of the coalition to have more contracts with small businesses that are in these in underrepresented communities, but there's also commitment from us in the federal government. Right now, we're implementing this thing called the bipartisan infrastructure um, plan, which has hundreds of billions of dollars to build streets to install um, broadband technology. We want to make sure that a, that a great deal of that money of those contracts go to small businesses in these communities as well so that we have additive value of you not only being able to get federal contracts available to these businesses, but also private sector contracts in order to be able to grow these businesses over time. Also investment, I'm seeing $40 million of investment in new research to promote innovation in financial services products for underserved consumers. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, um, and I'm sure you know people like this as well, who don't have access to bank accounts. And if you don't have an access to a bank account, you probably don't have access to a credit card. And when you need a loan, you're probably not going to a bank. You're going to a payday lender where you're getting paid, where you're getting charged these huge fees. So a big piece of this is how do we make sure that we get financial services into these communities? Financial services that are responsive to the needs of these communities. And I think those investments are going to be critical to making sure that we're able to do that going forward. This uh, coalition, the Economic Opportunity Coalition, which includes some of the big names in business, Ariel, Bank of America, Mellon, Capital One, City Discover, Ford, Goldman Sachs, Google, 
KeyBank, Kresge, MasterCard, McDonald's, McKinsey, Micron, Momentus, Moody's, Netflix, Next Street, PayPal, PNC, Rockefeller, TIAA, and Upstart. There, I see, too, there are also some investments, and this goes along with the infrastructure, into creating more affordable housing, too, right? Yes, it's critical because um, everyone who's listening to this program, you have likely seen your rent go up significantly. If you're looking to buy a house, it's harder to do today than it was yesterday. Um, and the key thing is that if it's hard for every American, it's even harder for people of color. So how do we make sure that in these communities, um, we're able to do two things. One is help people be able to get into affordable housing that's close to opportunity, but two, to make sure they're not priced out of housing in their own communities. Because as these communities, what we see and the story happens all over the country is as these communities get better, housing costs more in these communities, you see people of color get priced out of those communities. So a big piece of this is around how do we make sure that we build up their communities, these communities and their economies in ways that create the types of jobs to your earlier point that allow people to afford to stay in the communities where they live? No, absolutely. That, that, that's very, very important. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, obviously, a lot of economic anxiety, um, Mr. Secretary. Uh, what does investment in our underserved communities, helping them helping their tides rise. How does that, can you help us understand, because people need to, need to get this, how it benefits the whole economy and all Americans. If, 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 if those who are underserved are able to get into the economy and be successful in business, how that ultimately helps everyone. So I think the at the, high, at the highest level, McKinsey did a study showing that if you made investments in underserved communities, you could see it grow our overall economy by $1.5 trillion. That's a big number. I think to bring it down and make it more practical, today in America, um, we don't have enough people for the jobs that exist in our country. People talk about how tight the labor market is, but the reality is that there are black and brown people today in America who are not part of that labor market for all kinds of reasons, um, including lack of training to do some of the jobs that are out there today. So by making investments in these communities and the people who live in these communities, by creating the opportunity for them to enter the labor market, you increase the potential of our economy. You increase our ability to help lower costs for everyone, by improving the labor market and making sure that people can work in it. So I think there are lots of different ways in which making these investments can add to making the economy better for all Americans. Um, and from I spend most of my time working on national security here at the Treasury Department. And I think the thing that I care most about is how do we make America's economy the most competitive? And the way to do that from my standpoint is by investing in the place where we have the most opportunity for potential. And today that's in underserved communities. Well, since you said that, I have to ask you this. Help, that's interesting. Help us understand that, too. The relationship between the economy and national security. 
the greatest strength America has is our economy. Um, having the strongest economy in the world puts us in a position to be able to afford to have the strongest military in the world, to be able to help our friends and allies when they have challenges. We are today sending a great deal of money and resources to support the people of Ukraine because we have the strongest economy in the world and we're able to do that. And because we have the strongest economy. And the only way to maintain that strength is by continuing to invest in the American people. Fundamentally, the thing that makes our economy strong is our people. And we have traditionally under underinvested in certain communities in this country, which has held back our economy. So a big piece of the reason that we are doing this in the Biden-Harris administration, a big part of the president and the vice president's strategy is to invest in those communities in order to increase the potential of our economy. And the reason that these businesses are doing this is because they see the same thing. They know that people in these communities are ultimately their customers. They're the people who are going to buy their products. They're the people who are going to do the work for them to make sure that their businesses can grow as well. So that's why it makes sense for all of us to make these investments in these communities going forward. And lastly, ultimately, as, as people also are concerned about inflation, um, this would help ease that, wouldn't it? Because there is a, um, a, a supply issue. These ultimately, a lot of these businesses will be able to be suppliers once they're undergirded in this way. That will help to, to ease some of that, won't it? Yeah, I think one of the most important things we can do is improving the supply part of our economy, um, making sure that we increase the potential of our economy. That includes investing in people to make sure that they're more productive, especially people who live in communities that have been underinvested in. So this over the medium term is gonna help us create more economic potential for America, which will ease some of the inflation pressures that we're seeing today. So I think that these investments are gonna be critical from everything from investing in more affordable housing to getting more people trained to go back to the workforce. They all fit within what the president's focused, in on, to, focused on now, which is reducing prices for the American people so that your dollar goes further for you so you can make you can pay for those school books as well as make sure you're able to pay for gas so that you can pay for gas while you're also paying for rent. Um, these are all things we're focused on, and these initiatives are going to help us do that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll remind you, and, I, and I'll share with our guests, uh, I attended the grand opening of the Jackie Robinson Museum here in New York this week. And it's the only civil rights museum in New York, believe it or not, um, at the current. And it talks about the timeline, Mr. Secretary, of what Jackie Robinson was involved in, even in the 40s. And this was a part of it. Um, he allied with A. Philip Randolph. And they went to Roosevelt and said, hey, we need to be contractors, too. We need you all. The government needs to invest in us. And so this has been a part of our civil rights struggle. It is ongoing. Uh, we've made a lot of progress, but of course, we can do better. Uh, my brother, glad you're in a position Back then, we didn't have no such thing as a as a brother, as deputy treasury secretary. So uh, let alone administration as amenable to our concerns. So so this is important uh, and this will make a difference. So we thank you for your time, Mr. Deputy Treasury Secretary, and uh, glad to hear this great news. We look forward to even more great news. And this is going to expand. This is these you mentioned initial members of the coalition. Potentially, this coalition will expand, correct? That's the goal. We want to build it larger and stronger in order to make sure we're making these investments over time. And I think the recently I went down to Memphis um, because it was the last place 
the king was. And the thing he was talking about down there was economic opportunity. So you're completely right that um, this is, there's a long legacy in our country of underinvesting in these communities that need to change. And that's why the president and vice president are so focused on this because it's not only the moral thing to do, but it makes a great deal of economic sense for our country in order to make sure that we're as competitive as possible. So thank you for having me. It's great to see you. All right, Mr. Secretary, thank you for joining us. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.